Greetings, podcast listeners. You are tuned in to Two Catholic Dudes, as always. My name is Ryan Klaus. And my name is Danny Cleary, and we started differently than ever before. (laughs) (laughs) The wheels are coming off in quarantine. As always, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes, we're talking about our faith. I've done the same opening for like the past 30 podcasts, and I wanted to do something different. I'm all for it, Did it feel uh, weird? Yes, but you know what? Sometimes it's good. Change is good. Sometimes you need to you need to be outside the box. You know? That's right. That's uh, right. Do you want to introduce our theme? That's different. Usually, that's my. We're going to do the whole thing different. The, this we do podcast the whole thing backwards. Everything's backwards. So uh, today, I don't even know what we're talking about. Because here's the deal. This is episode number forty-one. We made a list when we started this podcast. We're like. All right, cool. Let's do this podcast. Let's write all the topics that we can think about. We wrote about 20 topics. Those right. have been long done. <laughs> and uh, we've been... But then we, there's always been something coming up that we figure out to talk about. We're getting to that point because I think we're in quarantine and like nothing yeah. new is happening in the world. We're all just stuck yeah. at home still. And it's like, what do you talk about besides coronavirus? Uh, so... We, we were like, what do we talk about this week? But we want to talk about, because we we had a post on our Instagram uh, a few days ago, and someone suggested that we talk about temptation and how do we deal yeah. with it. So right. I think that's what we're going to dive into a little bit today. But as always, actually, I don't have notes. Danny took a lot of notes today. So I Danny's did. I, be- I, did a lot of, I did a lot of reading today. Nice. So Danny's going to be leading the charge on this one. I'm just going to be the color commentary. And <laughs> kind of as always, that's our roles here. Um, well, I mean, here's the thing is, is it's like temptation is something that we all deal with. Like, it's not just a, and it's one of those problems where it's not like it's a problem that you have once and then it's gone or a sin that you deal with one time, right? It's a constant sin in our life. It's something that we are, we deal with on a regular basis in our life at different levels and different stages at whatever point in life we're in, right? My, your temptation you struggle with when you're 16 is going to be a lot different than when you're 30. Right. Um, so, you know, we just kind of dive into that. And, and that was when we asked, like, what do you guys want us to talk about? The most uh, asked thing, like four or five people were like, hey, talk about temptation or dealing with temptation. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably because, it's you know, we there's a lot of probably uh, priests and theologians that jump on and talk about how they deal with it. And that's great, awful, useful resources, of course. But we're just like two dudes that have that have to deal with things just like everybody else. And I think it's really pertinent why, why it was coming up in those answers of our question that people wanted us to talk about it because now while everyone's quarantined, the devil is at play. The devil is trying to, to come at us, right? We're not, we don't right. have our community. Yes, we're, we're online, but when we don't have that physical, uh, physical in-person community with, with our brothers and sisters, it's tough. And so the devil's going to come after us and he's going to tempt us. And so how do we combat that while we are quarantining in our homes? Absolutely. And I, like I said, I read a lot of, uh, of Gospel of Matthew today, and uh, we talked about the temptation in the desert or in the wilderness, and we're going to dive into that a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, just uh, some positive news. Uh, it was really nice. We just got done at my youth ministry. We're actually doing this right. It's Thursday today while we're filming, uh, Monday for all of you listening. And we just got done at my youth ministry night. Ryan actually joined us for praise and worship. He played a, a song for us, and uh, it was really fun. It, and it, the kids were really excited to see you. Uh, I was Ryan, re- honestly, I was really excited to see them too. Uh, I've been away. I, t- I took my job about six months ago down here in Orange County, and I really haven't seen these kids much at all. And uh, there was so much going on in my life for the first four months of this job 
I didn't have time to breathe, honestly. Like, I was working my butt off. And now, like, and I didn't honestly get a chance to meet anybody down here, to meet a lot of friends. And so now through quarantine, yeah, I've been seeing you and some people on Zoom chats and stuff, but, like, I've, I've really felt that isolated feeling that a lot of people are. And it was nice to just, like, pop on and see the community of my home parish and all those, like, just loving faces of the youth, of the, the young adult leaders. Just, it, yeah, it warmed my heart, and it was, it was great to be a part of it. Yeah, it was it was great. It was super fun to have you, man. And uh, it was just, it was a good good little session to kind of keep those going. And they, and some are bigger than others, or better than others. And uh, you just but you keep pushing, right? You yeah, keep, keep keep moving forward. I'll tell you, doing praise and worship is weird over Zoom because, uh, like, everyone has their mics muted, which is nice. I think they, the kids learn really quick when they're doing all their school sessions that they got to be muted, right. and then they unmute when they talk. But like it's like dead silent because no one's mic is on, uh, which is good. Yeah, I, would re- I would prefer that rather than everyone just like, uh, you know, everyone talking over amongst each other and you hear like mom in the background doing the dishes and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but when you're like, especially if it's a song that needs engagement, <laughs> you're like, come on, everybody sing along. Okay. But on that note, I will say though, Ryan did praise and worship. We did a junior high leadership event earlier this week on zoom and Ryan got up there and he was jamming these songs and the kids are on mute just just doing the hand motions in the background and going crazy. It was so the, funny. I specifically did parts or songs that had parts like where they took the lead and I just like mouthed it when it got to those parts. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was really weird, but uh it's the beauty of that that, that it, it didn't stop them, right? They were still on fire for for praising God in that in in the moment of of worship. Yeah. And that was super cool. Yeah. And I, and I also did songs that had like weird, wacky hand motions and stuff. Cause this was for a middle school camp that we normally do. So they're like seventh and eighth graders, you know, it's all silly stuff, but it's silly stuff for the Lord. But like, uh, so that they could uh, do make silly faces, you know, right up at the camera and do stuff with their hands and everything. And it's cool just to see all the kids doing that at the same time. Yeah. It was super fun. Yeah, because see, it's different because like some people have said like other youth ministers that I know that I've talked to are like people that have done like speaking or like conferences on Zoom. Um, Some people really like it on Zoom when you talk because nobody, you can't hear anybody. So you can just kind of go. Yeah. But like I'm a very much when I talk, I like to engage with my audience or like engage with the people that are talking. You know, I like to see their interactions and see their faces and stuff. Right. It's really challenging on Zoom. Uh, I was I was struggling tonight. I was like, man. Like, Especially I'm- if you're the type of speaker that goes like, amen. <laughs> and then you don't, <laughs> you hear nothing. You're yeah, like, you're, okay. You're, you need that call and response. Yeah. So and right. I'm not really like that. Like I, I like, I kind of like the silence when I talk, but like, I like that engagement too. Like when you can kind of feel the room. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it was, t- it's been tough. Yeah. I mean, um, there's, there's a lot of adjustments that we're all making really quickly here. And especially when you, when you finish talking or you finish playing a song or something and you just see hands, yeah, <laughs> you, don't, just, you don't hear anything. Yeah. So anyway, so very strange, but uh, it was it was a nice moment this evening. And now here we are podcasting it up, winging it as always. Um, Wait, really quick. I want to I want to share one more thing about my live stream. I stepped up my audio game and I'm pretty excited. So we were talking about um, was it two episodes ago? Mass production. Mm -hmm. And it's been we've been taking baby steps at my parish. And today I kind of I'm the only one just like you're pretty much the only one doing like a lot of the tech stuff there. So yeah. I just like wrap my head around 
I have like seven different devices all going to different audio <laughs> sources and stuff like that. So uh, we kind of leveled up our audio game. I won't go into the details, but it just I was just excited about it. And um, I think it's important that we all continue to try to improve uh, no matter what level you're at. Absolutely. Amen. I, I, I think that we always should. I just got like a, a gimbal for my phone. Like, so it's like everyone's, we've been doing just the phone thing, but I figured, yeah, we're doing the phone thing, but how do we step that up? And we'll do another part two of mass production, I'm sure. But just, just to get the movement a little nicer. That's right. Um, you know, because, and, and you know what, on that note, this is how we're going to segue in. We're talking about temptation. I think because a lot of times, especially now it's very tempting to just kind of go, eh, whatever, you know, it's That's- not a big deal. It's not, it is what it is. We're doing the best we can. Why try to push it? Um, Everyone you know? else is using their phones, so like whatever, yeah. we'll do it too, right? And so I think that that we kind of get into that the temptation maybe of a little bit of laziness, right? Um, so anyway, so we're we're going into we're talking about temptation today, and as I was reading uh, the Gospel of Matthew chapter four, uh, verse one, which is uh, or chapter one, chapter four, and just verses pretty much one through eleven are all the the time that Jesus spends in the desert or the wilderness. Uh, is where he's tempted by the devil, right? That's what we read that we, we, we know this and, and there's basically three temptations, uh, that we, that we hear about, we read in the text. And I feel like those temptations kind of encompass everything, you know, like they're kind of very broad and we can find all the temptations we deal with in humanity to fit into one of those sections, you know? Yeah, everything, everything that we experience as human beings could be, uh, summed into, any of those temptations that Jesus encounters in the desert. Yeah. Cause like, so like, well, let's, let's just break these down a little bit. Okay. So we have temptation. One is, uh, turn these stones into bread, right? Or it's like temptation of like something like the physical temptation of something. What, what you want to do, you know, what you want to attain, what you want to have, you know, right. the temptations of what you want to like, I want to go out and do this thing. Maybe I shouldn't do, or I want to go out and, uh, and act this way that I shouldn't act. It's or, yeah the physical the physical yeah. realities that are of our yeah. things that our bodies at least tell us that we need. Now yeah. for for him it was food in the desert, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever that physical thing in our life is that we are thinking that we need. Right. If whether it's sexual sin that people struggle with, that's a, that's a big one that people have that temptation for. Maybe it's. Uh, frustration right maybe you want to send a text message that's really really mean or to somebody you just rip them up right or you're driving in a car and you want to flip somebody off things like that you know the temptation to do that to act outwardly to how we feel physically mm-hmm. you know not just like the physical with our body but like you know gestures words those kind of things right um and and, and god's answer to those you know we have to we, we we go to the same text we learn is is god does not live on bread alone like and I think that it's saying that, that, but every word on the mouth that comes from God is that we should be focusing on what God is telling us to do, right? Not what the temptation of our body wants us to do, right? Oh, I want to tell this person that they're driving like an idiot and flip them off. Yeah, but like, what would the word of God tell you to do in that, in that right. instance? You know, yeah, and that's, we, and that's we a don't, struggle. Yeah, exactly. We don't need those things in reality. Our bodies might tell us or our minds might tell us, uh, that these things are good or that these things are needed in this moment. And no matter how much, but no matter how much we want them, God's word and God's will is above it all. 
And that's what we should be focusing on. Yeah. And that will sustain us. Yes. That will carry us through if we focus on that instead of that physical thing that we are after that is, that is drawing us in. Right, right. So the next one is uh, we hear is the where you test the Lord, right? Throw yourself off, you know? And the way when I when I saw this today and the, I watched a couple of videos on it and things like that, I was like, what is this like? How does this sound like apply? And the biggest thing that I can think of, especially is like I'm going to speak to and I think Ryan is as as men. The biggest thing is that that prove it right. If you're the son of God, prove it. And we can deal with that like, oh, you're so tough. Prove it. You're a man. Go prove it. You want to be this cool dude. Like how cool are you for these young people? Are you really that cool? prove it, go do things you shouldn't like that, that feeling that we get, right? Our senses, what our sense is telling us to do. We're following that narrative of we should be, yeah, I should show off how great I am. I should show off how tough I am. Like, cause God forbid you show a little vulnerability and show that you may need God. You know, I'm not going to, sh- I don't need to show off and tell everybody how great I am because I know I have God, my restoration in my soul, just as it is physically, my restoration in my soul is also in Christ. Yeah. Uh, that kind of reminds me of the passage uh, when we, it's a reading during Ash Wednesday. It's when you fast, don't let, why let the world know that you're fasting? Do yeah, it for, right. do it for God. But if, if you're, if you're fasting or you're giving alms or you're doing something, you say you give a buck to a, to a homeless person, but then you like immediately take a selfie with the guy and you're like, check it out, everyone. I just, right. I, I just gave a homeless guy a dollar. How great am I? Um, you're defeating the purpose. So, um, do those things for God alone and don't need to prove to anyone else, you know, why you're doing that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's even like, like that point, that temptation to even when you're doing God's work, who are you doing it for? Like, what's it about? Is it about look how great I am? You know, well, that that's a huge problem with uh, so many uh, ministers in the church, yeah. often, often music ministers, because music, you know, if music, we're, we got a big we have a big ego always like us musicians and it's a lot takes a lot for us to humble ourselves but we need to be doing that we need to be reminding ourselves that this music that we play is not about us uh it happens a lot with youth ministers as well is it becomes it becomes their show the youth ministry night is like hey if i wasn't here none of this could happen this is all about me uh you know i'm i'm the rock star youth minister but again it's not about you so and I think that, that that point, that kind of brings us right perfectly into this third temptation, right? And I think it's this temptation is, is pride and like knowledge, right? Because it's the, if you bow to me, I'll give you the whole kingdom, right? Right? And that, that thought of like, oh, yeah, like I know everything already. And I think that people, like people you're saying like music ministers, youth ministers, uh, influencers, people like that who think like, look at how great I am. Cause I'm this influencer or I'm this musician. Look how great I can play songs for God. Look how great I can speak about God. You know that it's not about that. If you then are making yourself and what you're doing bigger than you're forgetting the mission of God, right? That whole standing up there and saying like, I look how great, like I, you're, we don't have dominion over anything, right? It's not, it's, it's God's. And I love that, that temptation that we fail to see. Cause when, G, when, when the devil goes, if you bow to me, I'll give you all this. It wasn't his to give. That's a great point. Yeah. You know, so he lied. And when we stand up there and say like, oh, well, look how great I am. Look how much I can do. Our power isn't from us. 
we, any words that I, if I was to get up there and say I was at an event and I'm speaking and I'm saying to everybody, look at how awesome I am. Look at how great my words are. And I don't give the glory to God. And I don't, and I, and I don't say, you know, that I, that my worship is to God. And I'm not trying to direct people to God, but direct people back to me. Like my words mean nothing. They're empty. That, go, that goes back to the, the John the Baptist talk we, uh, we talked about is, um, yeah, yeah, if you're if if everything that you're doing comes back to you, you're defeating the purpose. But be like John the Baptist, where he was like everyone. He was he was a great speaker, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, you're the next guy. You're it. You're it. Wow, let's all bow down to you." And he goes, "No, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm just here to tell you about this guy over here. Like I am nothing. I'm not even worthy to to untie the the sandals on his feet or whatever he says, right? But like, po- look over here. This guy." is the guy right so that test on the on the mountain uh bishop baron always talks about uh talking about the things that we worship in our lives it's wealth power pleasure and honor and that's te- these temptations are testing all those things uh there's it's the power he's, gi- he's at the end he's saying oh, i will give you all of this all of this you'll have power and dominion over everything but i love what you said uh so, you know, twist, surprise, big surprise. The devil is a liar. So not, like not his to give. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, so, so those are like, those are like three, those are the three big temptations, right? That, that the devil brings to, to Christ. And those are the things that I think that we can kind of deal with in our life sometimes, you know? Um, but he, here's the, now it's the point of like, okay, but how do we, how do we deal with this? How do we work through this? Okay. And I want to reference back to the beginning of that scripture. So it says, I'm going to read from the, I'm going to read from the word here. So I'm in Matthew chapter four, and it says at the beginning, verse, verse one, chapter four, verse one, it says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. So the desert or the wilderness is what's other used in other texts is it's, this is the place of struggle, right? When you think of wilderness and deserts, you think dangerous, you think rough, like it's not like you're going to the Bahamas, you know, it's a challenge. And it says that the spirit drove Jesus there. I think of the word thirsty as well. And when we think of, uh, you know, the, the water of life, Jesus is the water uh, yes. of life in our lives. And if we're in that desert period, we're, we are thirsting for that water. Yes. So then my, my, the, the point of the matter is that, okay, well, if this is such a bad place, to be tempted by the devil. And he was led there, right? So it means that the spirit was like, you got to go here. Why would Jesus do that? Why would he go? Okay. So here's, and here's what I came up with. So that I was, re- I was reading on it is we, we read about the, another time we hear the wilderness or the desert, right? That people were pushed into that place is when Moses freed the Israelites from Egypt, right? He freed them from the slavery that they had lived in. They were slaves to the Egyptians, led them out and they were wandering around the wilderness. Yeah, they were so pumped. They like we, you like, split the, you split the sea, all the chariots yeah. cast in the sea, and they're right. like hyped. They're hyped on life, and then they're like, uh, now we're this, wandering here for all for forty years. Forty this, years. This sucks. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Right. And it says that even some of them were like, oh, let's go back to Egypt. Yeah. Because it's easier, right? Let's go back to being slaves. At least we could eat when we were slaves. Mm-hmm. Because the journey to get to God, the journey to get where they were going was difficult, right? That journey of healing was a challenge for them. And us dealing with our temptation is a challenge for us, you know? 
And uh, so it says that he, they, they, they pushed into the wilderness. And then, and I think that the craziest thing is of why Jesus, you know, Jesus, the new covenant, right? The new Adam that goes in, that comes into the, why did Jesus have to do this? And I think it was because Jesus had to show us that it's not through us, right? We're not tough enough to beat the devil on our own. We're not tough enough to face the wilderness on our own. But the beauty of Christ is that we don't have to be, right? Because Jesus did what in the, the Israelites, they wandered around for 40 days, for 40 years. Jesus did in 40 days by beating the temptation of the devil, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing I read, right, is that, so Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights before he went in to face the devil, right? So Jesus is probably like hungry and tired. And that's when he goes to face this temptation. Like to, to, and I think that that's, that's like going into the supermarket, super hungry. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to buy, you're just going to buy junk food. You're going to come yeah. out of there with devil stuffed Oreos <laughs> and like just all the ice cream, uh, you know, and it takes, it takes a certain willpower to go right. and go right to the produce aisle. But, but yeah, exactly. But then I think about us, like, like, like we, that's a great analogy you brought up there. Is that is when, that's what that about, color commentary y'all looking for? <laughs> when when we move into our temptation, right? If we go to face our temptation hungry, tired, we're gonna lose, right? And if you're only going to church every once in a while, if you're only praying, if you're only reach, leaning on God every so often, you're hungry. No wonder it's difficult for you to get through your your wilderness, get through your desert. No wonder you want to run back to being a slave to whatever it is that's tempting you. No wonder you want to turn back around because you're hungry. You're starving. I'll tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch this analogy out even further though. If you only eat junk food, if you continue to fill yourself with said double stuffed Oreos and ice cream and Twinkies and all the carbs, if that's what you consume on a regular basis, not just like a treat, on a Friday night or something like that, like a cheat meal. If that's all you're consuming, what are the chances that when you go into that grocery store that you head directly to the produce aisle, even if you're full, you're going to, you're going to go to that junk food no matter what you're going to go to what you know. But if you, if you constantly fill yourself with good food, with lean meats, with produce, with, with your vegetables, your fruits, all the stuff on the outside of the, of the stores, um, no matter you're going to you're going to develop that taste for what's good and you're going to you're going to run to the healthy foods so you want to you want to consistently build up those good habits yeah. so that so that you're not tempted to do those things yeah so you're not hungry you're not tired when you go because here's the thing about the desert and the wilderness that we're that we're, that we're using this analogy because it's from the scripture here's the the thing about this dealing with the temptation when we deal with it it's not a once time thing that we talked about, right? It's an, it, you could deal with temptation multiple times a day, multiple times a week. So we always have to be prepared, right? We always have to try to be ready to face this. And if we're not running to the guy that already, we, we, we read the Israelites failed. They failed at beating the, the, the is getting through the desert and, and facing through the hardship. They failed. They couldn't do it. Right. Jesus keep making doesn't. those keep making those golden calves and all that. Yeah. But like Jesus <laughs> does. Like, come it. on guys. <laughs> Jesus beats temptation beats and says, get behind me, Satan. You don't, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. So how do we deal with our temptation? How do we face this, our desert? How do we you get eat your vegetables? It? Danny? No, no. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> Guys, it's cor- it's week eight of quarantine. The wheels are coming off. <laughs> you, how you do it is you run to the god that already proved that he can beat it. Well, that's my analogy. The vegetables. You run to God, and you have God who God who is proved that he can he god can do it hungry god can do it tired god still wins we don't have to be strong enough because we have god that is and i think that that's the struggle that people have is they're like i I keep falling to this temptation well it's because you keep running back to it instead of running away and running towards god you keep wanting to go back to egypt instead of wanting to get through the wilderness that you're dealing with because facing your temptation right say you're struggling with Something like uh, something something more heavy, like like sexual sin, right? We'll talk about that. Young men, we all struggle like that, like lust. That's a hard thing, you know. Pornography is a real thing that people struggle with. If you aren't dealing with that by going to God and saying, "God, I, I'm struggling with this," because the healing process of dealing with temptation is tough. It can be a very strenuous process, right? And it sometimes it's easier to just go, "Ah, screw it." You're going to be in the desert. You're going to be through that process. You're going to be in the desert and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going back. I'm going to have to swim through that sea that was part of before, but I don't care. I'm going back. I'm going back Um, because I know the security of that. I've been there. I've lived in it. Right. The uncertainty of what happens on the other side of your wilderness, that's what's scary, right? Mm -hmm. But what you do in the wilderness, what you do when you're in your desert, what you do when you're in your temptation and struggle, that defines... Whether you're running towards freedom in Christ or back to slavery in Egypt. Amen. Right? That's the, that's the, the, so when we say dealing with temptation, temptation is unavoidable. You will deal with it in every part of your life for the rest of your life. What, how to deal with temptation is what are you doing while you're in it? How are you getting through it? Are you running to it constantly as a, as, are you running to it as your escape? Because some people, like, your temptations, your escape, we talk about maybe alcohol, drugs, things like that. That's an escape for people, right? But if your escape is really just a different set of prison for you, it's really, like, it's not, it, it's, it's not helping you. It may feel like an escape, but really it's chains. When if you run to Jesus, it may be a farther run, and you may not know the way, and it may be tough, and it may be difficult... But freedom is on the other side. Feel free to uh, to book Danny to be your public speaker <laughs> at any one of your events once we come back from COVID-19 quarantine at twocatholicdudes at gmail.com. Reach out and ask Danny uh, to come be your speaker at your event. Sorry, I'm just fired. I read a lot of scripture today. You're on point. So you I'm, got this episode. I told um, you. I'll talk about grocery stores and produce <laughs> uh, because you... I mean, that's what a good partnership does. We lift each other up and we help each other. And, and that's, that's another thing is, is have a accountability and have people there in your life that can care about you because um, we're, we're never doing this on our own. We always have a God uh, that's, that's looking out for us and he's, he is journeying with us through that desert. Uh, yeah. But it helps to have a physical, pres- physical presence of the people that care about us most in our life to help us through these journeys and these deserts in our lives. So don't try to do it on your own, especially if you're dealing with a really difficult sin, is reach out and have somebody that can hold you accountable and, and try and, and help each other through that process. Well, and here's the thing about, and I know we're probably getting real close to the mark where we're going to have to take our, our, our cut here, but... Dude, you have like a, like a sixth uh, sense now about this. Um, well, I'm, I have a timer in front of me because I'm doing, recording my voice. <laughs> oh, oh, well. But yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> but it's that point of like, is, is real quick, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, is 
the how we can face temptation realistically, I think the best way to deal with it is admit that we can't. I'm not strong enough to deal with temptation on my own. I can't get through the wilderness or the desert by myself. But according to this, I have a God that already did. So that's who I'm going to lean on and that's who I'm going to run to because he'll carry me through it. Um, you know, so I think that that's the, 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 the message I'm trying to get across is that you, we're not strong enough to beat the enemy. We're not strong enough. God is. Mm. Two Catholic dudes at gmail.com. Reach out and book us for your event once we can get out of quarantine. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk more about temptation. All right, we're back and we're talking about produce all in this episode and I am getting pretty hungry uh, <laughs> and I am tempted to go get myself uh, some ice cream. Although I'm not doing dairy right now, so maybe like a Twinkie. Ice cream's it- not like a meal. I know. It's like a yeah. sweet treat. It's just, yeah, I know. I had a roommate that would just eat like ice cream for dinner. <laughs> it's true <laughs> like a lot <laughs> a lot of ice cream uh, so again <laughs> we're talking about temptation <laughs> danny's been crushing this episode uh it's it's week eight of quarantine you guys uh, i have a a big whiteboard i have a big whiteboard in one of our main rooms here and i've been doing a tally and for my like count da- days without an incident yeah it's, <laughs> it's it says quarantine days or days in quarantine and for my count today is day 53 so oh, that, really, I, I think i started that when uh the churches in california got stopped having mass wow yeah that that was monday the monday right before saint patrick's day i know so, we're coming up on this week is uh this weekend is mother's day mother's day was yesterday for everybody listening today uh it's also you know the may crowning uh, for a blessed mother, so yeah. So uh, tomorrow, I'm going to record a version of Ave Maria with one of the singers from my choir. Nice. Uh, dis- distanced, of course. Uh, we're we're doing a different Ave Maria. You know, there's different settings of Ave Maria, right? Uh, maybe you don't, but now you guys do. Nope. So everybody knows the main one, but there's like other classical settings, and this is one. Of, it's a really beautiful one. So we're gonna try our best to record that tomorrow, and I'm gonna post it on Saturday. For I've been posting different videos, like reflections, uh, like high quality filmed videos yeah, really um, awesome stuff thanks man so this is i'm doing this tomorrow and then on wednesday of next week we're doing a may crowning mass for my parish uh where they have like little kids from the religious ed program usually uh do like a crowning for for mary and we're just gonna have like two of them come in and do that at a, at a live streamed mass so um, we're trying awesome. to do as much as we can by just keeping uh, uh, as few people as possible in the building you know just one at a time or something like that that's yeah and and that's what it's all about man and i think that it's it's because and we were talking about okay so just just to stay on the topic of it and 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 to kind of wrap distance into it is we're talking about temptation and the best way to deal with it is to run to god is to lean on the guy that knows how to face it right and it's sometimes it's tempting in quarantine to be lazy as we're talking about with our with our production or be lazy just like um I have a friend who's like, uh, it's hard to stay motivated to even get up and change, you know, change, or, change out of your sweats or your hoodie. I mean, I'm, I'm in hoodie all day long, but uh, <laughs> so I'm not one to talk. But uh, tempted to, uh, 
uh, uh, start abandoning quarantine because you're over it. But like, we have to That's remember that point. this quarantine is here for our protection. Uh, right. Not only us, but us to protect other people, us to protect the vulnerable. And if just because we're tired of being inside, again, I'm not the vulnerable, vulnerable population. Yeah, there's a chance I could get sick and pass away from this, but like, I am fairly young still and healthy and with without any without any underlying symptoms so like the chances of me getting it and, and having sure. serious consequences but like it's me protecting the vulnerable population and just because i'm like oh man i gotta get out um that's that's being tempted in the wrong way to just like abandon what's here to protect us absolutely because that's the, the we talked about this that's temptation one what i want to do right right what what I I have the desire to just leave and do whatever I want, even though I'm being called to do this. Right. We have you to know? remember this is here to protect us f- for the people that we love. Absolutely. You know, on Dang. Sunday I'm actually going to drive up and I'm going to see my my parents for Mother's Day, um, but we're just going to sit in the backyard like as far away as possible. We're going to have lunch. We're going to catch up. But I, you know, they're over seventy and I don't want to put them at risk, even though I feel fine. Totally. Yeah, it's it's a tough struggle, and I think a lot of people are dealing with that. And and as the more time we spend in it, the more people are like, okay, I, I can't, I'm out of here. Like it'll be fine, and and like it's just I encourage people do the best that you can to maintain the protocols that are in place, you know, and it it, it will be okay. Uh, and I'm gonna just real quick. This is off topic, and uh, but this is that's what know, we who, do here at Two Catholic this is who we are. All topic. these people that are going at the churches and going at the Holy Father for like them trying to follow protocols, like the um, like the things that I've seen about Archbishop Gomez here in the LA diocese where I where I live is absolutely absurd. It's like, unbelievable. Oh, like the people of God need the sacraments, not live streams. It's like, you know, the sacraments are not gone. They'll be back. We're doing the best we can so that the people of God are healthy enough to have the sacraments when all this blows over. And you know, we're only, we're only required to receive communion once per year. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was told. So and, but um, like, regardless of that, like, like, yeah, like Eucharist is a treasure and being able to, to consume the body of Christ is an amazing thing. It's a beautiful sacrament. It's healing for the soul. But at the same time, it's like, if we're going to just go off and say, oh, the church, the leaders of the church are not like they're trying to do what's right by the people of God. Can you and imagine I, the difficult decisions they're having to make? Of um, course. Imagine, I mean, all the difficulties that the Catholic church has gone through with the, all the scandals and everything, all the blame always gets put on the Catholic church. And can you imagine <laughs> if they were like, nah, to heck with this, we're going to open our churches because, because all these people are yelling at Archbishop Gomez. And then you know what happens? They have a mass and then there's a huge outbreak and there's like 500 cases of COVID in this one church. And like, everyone's going, see, I told you it's all the Catholic church's fault. So like, these are the things they're de- they're like trying to think about and i think they're gonna play it super cautious because um, there's a smart. lot there's a lot writing on this and i, I we go back to i'm mean, really tying into it that temptation of when of the of the pride right the pride of of you can own all this you know of what they know you know better than god right and that people have like, well, I know, I know that I don't need to do this, or I know what's better for the people of God than these people. They're doing the wrong thing. You know, if we would all just try to sit back and pray for each other, support each other, support our leadership, the best that we can, especially the leadership of the church, to the best that we can, but we're just chastising them, 
And uh, like I, I was going off, going back and forth with somebody in our DMs recently. Just like I think that, that everyone's doing the best that they can to to protect the people of God and to continue to bring the faith the best that we can during this distance. Right, and and just yelling and pointing fingers, it does no. It does no good for anybody. No good. I'm a, I'm a perpetual optimist. I'm always glass half full, and I'm always look for the opportunity of learning, of growth, of God working in any situation. And I've said it before, almost episode, that God is working in this. But like, rather than yelling at the Catholic Church for shutting down, uh, like like the rest of the world is doing, they're just doing what everybody else is doing. Um, take an opportunity to t- to step back and reevaluate your spiritual life and pray more. Uh, pr- try different prayers that you haven't prayed before. Have you not d- dived into the to the Rosary? Uh, have you not dived into the chapel of divine mercy? Try those prayers. Try something out. Reevaluate your spiritual life during this time. Take this desert experience that we're all going through. Even though we're through the Easter season right now, we're still in this giant desert period in our church. But those, those moments, uh, are the moments of the most growth because we are moving towards the promised land. God is, is leading us to the promised land, but yes. we are going to be tempted. We are going to be tempted. And again, do not go to the grocery store hungry and go right to the produce aisle. Yeah, we are, we are in the desert. We are in the wilderness right now. <laughs> but what we do in the wilderness determines where we're going to, are we going back to slavery or moving forward to freedom? That's right. And, and so check this out. Yeah, yeah, you got um, it. You got it. This is this is on my heart to read real quick. Uh, just uh, more Bible. I, I've been I've been trying to read a lot of the Joshua in the Bible. Uh, right, the successor of Moses. He's so cool. So I've been reading a lot of the Book of Joshua recently. And so this came in across me today. Uh, we're t- as we're talking about the distance of everybody. And show so the we, people your show the people your super dope Bible. Oh, it's my yeah. It says. Danny I love Cleary. the look. I love the look of that. All right. Yeah. Um, so Carry anyway, on. so I'm in Joshua chapter three. And, and they're talking about um, they're preparing to to cross the River Jordan, right? And they have this the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant is like the closest that people can get to God. And so like very few people were allowed to go near it even. You know, they, they, when they put it in a tent, there was very few people that were allowed to even go to into the tent only like yeah because the they all people could be it yeah because they all remember, they all saw they all saw what happened in indiana jones yeah, i was gonna say they all saw raiders and they realized <laughs> yeah. that if it gets close your face will melt off that's right so they they know what's up but anyway so in this book right they're they're prepping for the, the crossing of the jordan and, and they say um it, it, it says here that 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 you may know the way to take uh, for you have gone over this road before, or for you have not gone over this road before. Okay. So it's, uh, they're saying like, you're going to go a different way. You've never gone before. You're going to have to go somewhere. You've never gone before. And that's kind of what we, I've never, none of us, nobody's this has experienced never happened this. in a hundred years. Yeah. We've never dealt with this before. So it's, it says here, um, for you have not gone over this road before, but let there be space of 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not come nearer to it. Right? Stay away from it. Don't go near it. Okay? Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will perform wonders among you. So I don't, you know, and I'd have to do a better job of knowing the context of that verse and knowing really what's going on. But for me, it's like what Joshua is saying is, God is doing amazing things among you right now, right? Among the world. And he's saying, don't stay back. It's okay to not come close. 
to where the closeness to you want to the Lord, right? We have the Eucharist. As Catholics, we have the Eucharist. It's okay to not have to be that close right now. It sucks. It's a desert. It's horrible. It's tempting to just say, screw it. But it's God says, stay back. It's okay. Keep your distance at this moment. God is doing amazing things among you. What is God doing right now? How is God using this distance from others to bring you closer to him? Right? How, how, how is that being the case? Because when we're going through hardship, when we're going through difficult times. We don't want God. I, I don't want to pray that God pulls me out of it. I want God to pull me through it. Right? Mm. Because if I get pulled out, I'm not going to learn anything. But if I get pulled through and I experience it and I can take something along the way, I'm learning. Right? It's difficult. It's challenging. Right? I uh, will use the analogy, a different analogy of uh, if somebody puts you, jumps you in the pool to swim and you don't know how to swim yet, you've never done it before. Right? And my dad didn't like throw me in the pool like, good luck, son. Uh, <laughs> He was like, jump in. I'm right here. You know, like, but he let me swim, you know, mm-hmm. and he cut and, and like, I would struggle finding my way, but like he, he was there. He this knew. was, this was, um, four just, months ago though. Just, I, I, yeah, I heard just you talk last year. I, it was crazy. <laughs> I, I finally was able to swim. Uh, <laughs> Come but, on, son. I got you. You got your little, you got little water wings on and everything. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just full inflatable duck and everything. Um, Anyways, but but with God, God saying that, the uh, I've got you, you know it, it's 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 uncharted, right? We don't know, but I'm doing amazing things for you. You're gonna learn to be stronger from this, right? Uh, you're gonna learn how to swim. You're gonna learn how to deal with this. You're gonna learn how to be stronger. You're gonna learn <laughs> how to be closer to me. I, he doesn't want. If, but if my dad just pulled me out of the water, I'd never learn. I wouldn't learn through that struggle. Right. Right. He wants me. Exactly. So don't. It's not about getting pulled out of it. But going through it, that's right. I, I love that verse that you read. You know, um, we're obviously distant from God right now. This is the theme of every single episode. But as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, right now we just ended a Zoom call for his youth ministry, and I saw Jesus working. Even though we are not in the church building right now, I saw Jesus working in like twenty little squares on that screen, Amen. Uh, in, in every single one of their houses. In every single one of their experiences, God is moving uh, through these new these new experiences that we have to deal with and we are dealing with, and I think in, in amazing ways, and God is changing the way we can reach people through this process. And, and I'll end with this, this last little thing. It was said to me today, uh, our friend, my friend Gabe, we had him on the podcast early episode, one of my, uh, one of our closest friends, fellow youth minister, praise and worship leader, amazing guy, speaker, um, he said this. Uh, earlier today when we were on a, a, a Zoom call for ministry. And, and he said, all of us right now, like if you watch a Zoom, especially when you work with teenagers, everybody's kind of up in their room. And you can see like, like you know, whenever I'm, I'm, I'm going to record anything, I close my door and I say, don't bother me. I'm busy. Well, God tells us when you pray, go up to your upper room, close the door and pray. God's giving us all that opportunity right now. We have that opportunity to live out the word right there. Go close the door, be by yourself and pray. We have that, you know, and many people are like, ah, I thrive in community and I love community like everybody else. Oh, I thrive. I need to be praying with people. I need to be at mass with people. Amen. That's great. But right now we have the amazing chance 
to while we distance from each other to draw nearer to God by going up into our room, closing the door and allowing, inviting God into our hearts and allowing the distance from each other to bring us closer to our father. And I think that that's, that's the, the cherry on top. And just to circle back one last time before we wrap up, you guys were wondering the whole episode, what, what is the vegetable? What is that broccoli that you're eating? What are the apples and bananas? It's going up to your space and praying. Pray. Those are the vegetables, Pray. you guys. Pray. Those are the vegetables. Draw that's, near to the Lord. That's the end of my grocery store metaphor. Did it. Thank we you, made man. it, guys. Amazing. All right, we we were like this episode is going to go twenty minutes because we don't know what we're going to talk about. We're at like forty five, so that's that's good enough. I think we can we can land this plane. Yeah, um, let's do that. You know, so you wrap it. This has been your episode. So. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, so I, with that, guys, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I invite you this week if you're listening or whenever you're listening to it, uh, go up to your upper room, pray, close the door, draw near to the Lord, invite the Lord into your space. As you distance from others, allow God into your heart. Invite him in. Allow God to be a presence in your quarantine. Allow God to be a presence in your mind. Because as we hear in the book of Joshua, we may be far from the closest to the Lord we can be. But tomorrow, God is doing things among you, among us, among the world, the church all separated right now. God is working among us. He's doing great things that we're going to not see yet. But when the doors reopen, we're going to see all the amazing things that God done, God done, God did among his people in this quarantine. We're going to see. We're going to see the fruits of our labor. We're going to see the fruits of us being isolated from each other and drawing nearer to the Lord. So that when we come out of this, we can share those amazing gifts, that amazing relationship we formed with God. So I pray that your, uh, your prayer and your upper room is fruitful, that God is... is uh, is ever present you're allowing god into your heart and into your life and uh you know dive into the word guys dive into it it's it's an amazing thing watch videos watch different speakers watch different sermons a lot of the stuff that i say i just i i hear other people talk and i'm like man that's amazing and i just kind of try to find how it can relate to me and how i can use my voice to kind of speak that truth that i love or find ways that it affects my life you know watch as much content as you can anything that we say on this podcast you know, share it with others. Talk about it with your friends. Talk about it with your youth groups. Talk about it with your whoever. You know, these words, that anything that we say is coming from the Lord. You know, is God's using different people to speak his truth. Um, and we have the beauty of this online content to do it. That was a very long-winded wrap-up. Uh, anyway. Two Catholic dudes at gmail.com. <laughs> Book Danny for a speaker at your next event. Once quarantine is over. He will be happy to come speak at your event. Great job, Danny. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Uh, uh, so as always, uh, follow, follow us, us on social media. That's my turn. Follow oh, okay, us on try. social media. You talked enough. <laughs> follow us on social media. <laughs> underscore two Catholic dudes at Gmail. You guys, you need to hold us accountable because we've been slacking. I, I don't yeah, slacking because I don't want to say busy. I've been busy. Danny's been playing a lot of Call of Duty, <laughs> called out. But uh, we Boy, we were just talking about how we've been, um, I don't know, distant. I guess on social media, we just haven't been engaging as much. We, we post haven't done our, live in a while. Yeah, we do our posts and stuff, but we want to engage. We loved when we were engaging with you guys more. So uh, hold us accountable and and reach out to us, DM us, comment, and we're gonna we're gonna start commenting back and being there present with you guys. So 
underscore two Catholic dudes on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. We haven't done much on there either. Uh, and always watch the podcast if you're if you're not watching on YouTube. Ryan Klaus Music is where all those get posted. Um, and uh, Patreon.com forward slash two Catholic dudes. If you feel like you want to financially support us, we thank you so much for all the Patreons that are already supporting us and continue to do so. This allows our channel to grow and continue to thrive. So we thank you for that. All right, that's enough. Let's wrap it. That's the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Peace.